Hello there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Jedi Knights. I'm your moderator, Christian Buckley, joined by my Chewie from another galaxy. Yeah, from a, from far away. Where this is the quarant- this is the quarantine cast, baby. The quarantine wars. <laughs> yeah, the quarantine wars. Right. Begun the quarantine wars. wars have. Have. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something. Yeah. This is episode twenty-five. I know. Of- that's crazy of jedi knights uh we're coming to you in a different form the form is the function now i guess <laughs> if we want to say it like that it's like a you know it's 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 zoom but with just only two people yeah so entertaining <laughs> exactly you know? yeah exactly i'm also i'm also growing a quarantine beard uh oh nice yeah uh i can't really grow a beard but i'm trying mm-hmm. i uh did, forgot to shave today so I, I do have a bit more than just the standard attempt at an obi-wan goatee going on right now <laughs> i can't but, see you <laughs> yeah so for the foreseeable future uh for listeners of the show viewers of the show we should probably address what the future looks like right now before we dive into the content right because the original plan before what was going to be my senior spring break was <laughs> uh what was formerly known as yeah exactly spring break so we we said we're gonna take two weeks off right we're taking two weeks off to watch a ton of clone wars and then come back the week after my spring break and just power through most of what was left for us exactly right um within like four days of recording that episode i found out i had to leave school and move out move back home because of all everything going on in the world right now Um, it's it's crazy because i feel like we absolutely had no idea that was going to happen like no we didn't we had no idea like that it's just crazy how fast everything changed absolutely it's even funnier because it was not funny but like wednesday uh, the day the show released that week, I got a notification saying, hey, don't come back for two weeks after break. I was like, okay, cool. We talked about it. And then two days later, they were like, actually, don't come back. That's, so, yeah. It's crazy. And But I mean, all your classes are past fail, though. So Yeah, so I, I kind of won there. But yeah. Unfortunately, that means no studio access for us uh, ever now. We're out of the studio now. <laughs> uh i will be graduating and not returning so this is how jedi knights is going to exist for the foreseeable future uh mike and i are still in the same state so maybe in the future if things return to normal we can get back to meeting up once in a while for actual podcasts but i mean i'd be down that hopefully happens yeah as of right now we're getting it this way uh if you're not familiar with the other podcasts on joy clicks the either podcast network or the youtube channel this is how we do most of our shows because um i do all those other shows with people from all over the globe so we're we're treating it like that we're rolling with it it's gonna be a good time but um if you're returning if you were wondering where the show was happy to have you back um also, Mike, how are you doing? How just how's everything going? Everything's going good, you know. Just working from home, uh, mm-hmm. so that's fun. But you mm-hmm. know, got a social distance. Hashtag flatten the curve, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. If, even if even if you're young, you're not invincible, right? So you got to take care of those around you, and and stop going 
places. Mm-hmm. There are not there are not many places to go, to be honest. No. There's really not. <laughs> there really aren't any places to go. Uh, I think it's this is funny because there was a point in time on this ep- on this show where we talked about what was the wave. We didn't even know how big it was going to be because at one point the biggest worry was the Baby Yoda merch was getting delayed. Yeah, exactly. You're right. <laughs> that was like a month ago. Oh my God, the baby the baby Yoda merch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but here we are now, and um. That's basically the update for everything. Um, if you want more detailed information, you can contact probably me on Twitter. I'll have more scheduling answers than Mike probably will in terms of what to expect. But so that is all the housekeeping. And I think it's time for our sanity to talk about Star Wars again after like a month. Yeah, it's, it hasn't been like legit a month. I feel I feel like it has. Yeah, Mar- Yeah, it's felt like a very long time. Yeah. So let's 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 talk about Star Wars. What we're gonna do this week? Uh, no opening segment, kind of, but we're doing an opening game. Ooh. And that's gonna take up a fair bit of discussion. So we're playing a game called Yub or Nub. <laughs> like Yub, Yub is like the affirmative, and Nub is the. Yes. Right. I'm glad you understand. So, I have pulled some headlines that have been circulating the Star Wars sphere over the last couple weeks that we've missed. So, we're going to say, we're, I'm going to read the headline, you will say yub or nub. If you want to have a discussion about said headline, we can. <laughs> okay. if, if not, we can just move on to the next one. And I got like six here, so. So if I want to, if I want to listen, to, if I want to talk about the headline, then I should say yub. But if I say I mean, if I say nub, then are we still going to talk about the headline? Because like, what if I just don't like what the headline has to say? Like, what no, if? Yeah. Please yub or nub responsibly. If it feels like something we can have a discussion about, we can. All right. Fine. If it's filler, which some of these might be filler, we could just be like, oh, cool. All and right. Move on to the next one. Sounds good. So, first up. Apparently, there's rumors that Jamie Lee Curtis is joining Mandalorian Season 2. I'm not really sure who Jamie Lee Curtis is, to be quite honest with you. Did you ever see the seminal film Freaky Friday? No. (laughs) Okay, did you ever see Halloween? No. (laughs) Did you see Knives Out? No, I actually have not. Okay, who, what else was Jamie Lee Curtis in? (laughs) I, I'm sorry. I feel like I, I absolutely should know who this person is, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, I feel like that's the discussion we have to have here. <laughs> who Jamie Lee Curtis is. All right, you know, I'm just going to look up a picture of her. Okay? I don't know. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, again, I was introduced to you through Freaky Friday, the Lindsay Lohan remake. Oh, this where... this lady. Yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've seen her face before. Uh, Activia, I think. That, she's the Activia lady, right? Yes. So okay. her talent may be enlisted in Mandalorian season two. Um, I guess you probably can't speak to her ability as an actor, which I would say she's uh, good. She's good in the roles I've seen her in. But um, it seems like that could be a fun like addition to the Mandalorian cast, as we've seen in season one, where like someone like uh, who uh, like uh, what's his name. <laughs> snl guy 
Uh, wait, that's who? The guy who played the scout trooper. Oh, Jason I've, Sudeikis. Oh, uh, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Yeah, I could see her being introduced or like brought in on that kind of level of like a glorified extra. You know, like comic relief in that way, or just an extra. More, more just an extra, kind of like how Daniel Craig was in Force Awakens. Um, just kind of as like a this well-known person coming in as a character actor sort of for this couple scenes in this episode yeah okay um i i'm wondering like how they're gonna do the mandalorian if it's gonna be similar to like the first season like each episode seemed like it could just stand on its own in a way mm -hmm. um but I'm, I'm wondering if like season two is gonna have more of like a through line plot but yeah it's it's definitely an interesting thing because the where the place it leaves off it's kind of super open right now of like is he gonna be actively looking for baby yoda's people is he going to be just training baby yoda is baby yoda going to have a name like yeah that's maybe true. that's the through line and then we still get sort of the same kind of format of like not like monster of the week kind of thing but sort of the way we felt about it which some people liked some people didn't as far as like each episode felt like a side quest yeah you know i uh, that's what i'm wondering if it's gonna feel that way or or if it's gonna be a little bit different but i don't know mm -hmm. well uh we will see and if jamie lee curtis comes in i could see her playing a role on that level of like here's the the odd person in the galaxy this episode what are they apt to do and uh there were a few other people uh from like tv series that have been rumored to be also cast but she was definitely the name out of those so all right sorry i can't be a little bit more uh you know <laughs> it's all uh, good educate educated on the jamie lee curtis news but <laughs> i feel i feel uh, unqualified to speak right, well, more on that i do know you're qualified to speak on this okay next headline uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker's digital release includes, and this is going to be on the Blu-ray as well, but the digital version is available now, a feature-length documentary about the film. Right, right. Uh, um, I... The... Go ahead. Oh, my uh, my dad, I think, bought this and like shared the iTunes account with me so I can watch <laughs> The Rise of Skywalker before it's on Disney+, Plus, and, nice. which is cool. Uh but I have not had the opportunity to watch this. And I was like looking through it, like on my laptop at home and saw this and I was like, oh, word. Uh, but I do think it's actually on YouTube now. Not really? To, not to, you know, encourage piracy or anything like that. But it's like, oh, I, you... <laughs> I, I, I believe it is. But I, I, I'm surprised if it still is there. But mm -hmm um so just the the fact that there's a documentary for this film are you feeling more yub or more nub because like i'm kind of split here because yub in that i love documentaries especially documentaries about movies nub because i feel like in a feature-length documentary whatever turmoil there was in this production is not going to be touched on <laughs> No, I mean obviously not. It's it's something that Disney made like on their own. So mm -hmm. there's no reason why they would put any sort of any sort of, you know, material in there that makes them look bad. Uh, mm -hmm. that said, 
all documentaries made about movies like this especially the star wars ones they don't have a lot of controversy because they're studio made but yeah they have a lot of like cool details just about the production of the film mm-hmm. and i don't i don't see why this isn't isn't the same you know like i, f- I feel like it's probably pretty cool in that regard like what uh, i remember watching like the Re- the revenge of the sith like video featurettes like a lot and those are cool and if it's anything like that i'm down definitely yeah i watched the documentary for the force awakens which uh was on that blu-ray release and i really enjoyed it like it definitely took the angle of what's it like to have to bring back star wars which i think is an interesting thing where they do address the drawbacks of that but clearly force awakens really did not have any drawbacks um in the grand scheme of this trilogy you know right um but yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling more yub on it to be honest yeah i mean whenever i get around to acquiring this release if it's on disney plus or on itunes i'm watching the documentary first i think yeah it's one of the things that i need to watch um Mm -hmm. i did recently watch rise of skywalker um that was interesting that was interesting i feel like we should keep that for another time though sure yeah we can take a full episode about revisiting (laughs) that if you want yeah let's do it um but yeah i'm interested i'm interested in the documentary specifically yeah big yeah um did we oh well you didn't pass judgment on the jamie lee curtis story (laughs) because yeah no i I feel not qualified to give a yub or a nub on that how about a bub what's that i said how about a bub yeah sure like, a bub. like wolverine <laughs> you're, you're the classic the, the classic line bub sorry i don't I, know bub i don't know why i don't know why that cut out for a second but yes bub. okay yeah next story uh star wars jedi knight jedi academy is now available on the nintendo switch playstation 4 might have already been on xbox one i don't know but uh got a port and it includes the multiplayer mode yeah and uh funny enough people on the switch were accidentally matchmaking with pc players and being destroyed in the multiplayer because the the, it was controller versus mouse and keyboard i only played jedi knight jedi outcast did you ever play Mm -hmm. that one so the i really haven't played any of the star wars games from that era aside from like the opening hours of kotor 2 oh really so you skipped kotor 1 mm-hmm. interesting that game rules mm-hmm. so uh, as far as outcast goes uh, outcast got released um around when we started the show i think in like october ish um or late september yeah, but, I, remember, I remember it because I, I downloaded Jedi Outcast on my PC, like, around yeah. the same time. Like, I know it's been on PC for a while, but, like, I, I downloaded it because it was, like, on sale at that at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big-time gonna... nostalgia for me on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, no, I don't think I don't think I'm going to get Jedi Knight, uh, Jedi Academy. Uh, Jedi Academy is interesting because, like, I, I didn't know it was a sequel to Outcast. Um, i thought outcast was a sequel to academy see that's what i thought too because there's the the two in outcast's title but jedi knight 
one was a sequel to Star Wars Dark Forces, I think, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, because Kyle Katarn's in that one. Yeah, it's very strange, but uh, I always thought Jedi... I always thought Outcast was was a sequel. Yeah, I did too. And that was why it was very thrown off by the fact that uh, in Academy, Kyle Katarn is like your master, and you're training at Luke's Temple, and you create a character. But um, if if you were so interested, you can now play it on console. Uh, we got to bring back Kyle Katarn, I think. How do you think? Do you think that happens through the inevitable? han luke leia show that you and i have talked about and theorized several times i think if they end up doing something like that then they it, it would be a lost opportunity for them to completely disregard kyle katarn but at the same mm-hmm. time i would see i can see disney not wanting to do that just because they they like to create their own stuff um might go with me here what yeah. if uh, this the sequel series that we spent I think that was the episode Jack was on with us we just theorized about a new animated series what if it's Han, uh, Luke's new academy Ahsoka is there and it's centralized on her and Kyle so that way you're not relying super heavily on Han Luke Leia the way Clone Wars I think it had been has been shifting more focus to the original characters and then we obviously saw rebels do the same thing but i missed the first part of what you said so bring kyle katarn in as like a focal character so it's him and ahsoka help like do running missions for luke's new temple pretty much oh interesting oh that would be cool like ahsoka finds kyle katarn Mm -hmm. on on some base somewhere and they like they like get together and not not romantically but yeah then start like doing cool missions and they run into luke yeah I th- I, that could be a cool way to introduce him i think that would be that would be sweet uh following up on jedi knight we also learned that star star wars episode one racer is getting some kind of remaster and it's going to be coming to consoles and pc at a later date nice i don't think i've ever played this i may have mm-hmm. um I think they had a version for the Game Boy, if I am not mistaken. Interesting. I mean... I believe. I'm sure they did, but it's definitely not the version that they're going back to. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I, uh, I think the... Did you ever did you ever play the Starfighter game? Jedi Starfighter? Yeah. Yes. What do you think about that? Pretty good. Yeah, but I didn't mean to get off, off topic, but... No, I, I mean, that era did have so many Star Wars games, and the PS4, I know, because that's where I play the majority of my games, PS4 has some of them. They have uh, Jedi Starfighter, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, and one other that I'm blanking on, but seeing them get Episode One Racer is cool. I played back when I was a, a wee lad that went to the Boys and Girls Club in middle school. <laughs> um or elementary school i forget when they had a game room with an n64 and episode one racer and that was like one of the four games you could pop in i remember that game that that game was pretty Mm -hmm. cool yeah so seeing it get a remaster would be nice because i feel like star wars fans always want pod racing to come back in some way yeah i i mean it, it was probably the saving grace of that movie to be quite honest 
it's definitely one of the few good things <laughs> for sure uh big yub big yub yeah I, I agree big yub also big yub both of those games giving me a big big yub for <laughs> the potential of uh maybe bringing classic battlefront 2 to consoles or at least just the switch the switch oh wow if battlefront 2 was on the switch that would be a game changer to be quite honest right yeah they cl- like they clearly can't run the the dice battlefront 2 but we see jedi academy specifically coming in with a multiplayer mode that looks like battlefront 2 just mostly lightsabers so i don't know what's stopping them yeah i don't either i think yeah i think battlefront 2 on the switch is a really good idea they could probably mm-hmm. make it look pretty nice um, oh yeah i also think would... they could probably run knights of the old republic on switch they should just put that on there yeah this is the second and then racer is going to be the third game that's going to be on switch so i feel like the trend is going to continue yeah that's that's so. good to know I, i'm i've been contemplating buying a switch recently so this just makes it better man it's real worth it <laughs> i know but don't don't tempt me um one last video game headline to close out yubber nub the inaugural session of the yubbernub okay um star wars 1313 there was a screenshot that leaked i don't know if you saw this i'm not sure if i did it confirmed what had been rumored forever the main character of this game was boba fett nub (laughs) nub yeah don't care no nub right out of here scrap this and give us a mando game uh i think i think that's even a nub for me i don't want to see Ooh, that interesting okay you uh, you'd will... seriously want to see a video game about the mandalorian i don't know if i'd want to see a game about the mandalorian specifically dinjarin i would want to see a game with a mandalorian with a similar vibe maybe different okay. era if you want sure yeah but um uh the screenshot was cool though because it showed him standing on like a balcony that overlooked um it, it was probably layer 13 13 of course on you could see like the skybox was cool because it had an opening in the center of it that showed uh light which was the upper levels of coruscant which looked very nice um there was some there was a hud that showed like weapons and um basically normal interface you would see in a third person action game but um yeah pretty cool i mean i it's a shame that like there are so many star wars video games that are canceled um and that will like basically never return uh most notably for me the darth maul game that like had actual renderings and like people there was like a functioning demo of it almost yeah and that just makes me sad that that never went Mm -hmm. anywhere yeah i agree and hey maybe like we've heard reports that ea has been kicking around like the corpses of these star wars games to try and retool them so like maybe there's a chance that it gets picked up one day and then retooled into a new version but we should get knights of the old republic 3 i think that's what we need that would be very cool or just knights of the old republic 1 (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure that ip is not dead so so the biggest story 
Uh, I wanted to say for a legit discussion, not just a yub or nub, because this is way bigger than a yub or a nub. But we should still give it a yub or a nub. Oh, I'm giving it a yub already. Well, I don't know what it is, so you gotta give you gotta give me something. All right, all right, all right. So back in February, we heard that there were rumors that Mandalorian season two was going to be including quote familiar Star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the show, we speculated what that could mean. Uh, there was a rumor that Janina Gavankar would be coming to reprise her role as Iden Versio from Battlefront 2's campaign. Um, you and I discussed maybe Donald Glover coming back as Lando post-episode 6. Which would have been very cool, to be honest. Yeah. And there's nothing to say that either of those things still can't happen. But a couple weeks ago, we got a rumor that is most definitely the familiar Star Wars character that was alluded to a few months back. Mm -hmm. That rumor said that Ahsoka Tano is going to be brought into live action for season two of the mandalorian and none other than rosario dawson would be playing ahsoka in live action for mando thoughts cory booker's girlfriend and eric andre's girlfriend which are like the two most diametrically opposed people of all time playing ahsoka tano that sounds pretty cool to me honestly she's already got she's already got some dark side with her relationships in real life and her light side <laughs> in relationships in real life no i'm just kidding no it sounds pretty cool she's a great actress um yeah she's she was pretty sweet on daredevil yeah. yeah that's what i was gonna draw it to that's my main point of knowledge for her um she played the night nurse in yeah. um the defenders netflix universe and i thought she did a great job uh, i think she fits tv well especially for like that dramatic character acting um so and i i guess she's like a big fan because apparently she's been campaigning to be cast as ahsoka for a long time yeah um that's pretty funny can you imagine like her and uh cory booker like watch like watching the clone wars together <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That didn't even cross my mind. You know it must have happened at, like, one point or the oh, other. Oh, yeah. Especially now, yeah. if she's going to actually play Ahsoka. I know it's, like, a rumor and everything, but... Well, if you want to trust Deadline, which I might, uh, they confirmed it. They said, our sources have confirmed with us, yes, this is happening, it's official, it's getting announced at some point this year. I think she would be a great Ahsoka Tana, to be honest. So, I, I don't... Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, good casting like too good for it to be like not a rumor you know yeah um and i feel like they would have debunked it if it was yeah and like it's weird because sometimes contractually you can't say anything even if it's not true so we really don't know until it happens but considering just the hype around it the fact that deadline who i feel like deadline's pretty on top of it when it comes to stories like this yeah um i believe it and we have more quote-unquote evidence as to um explain why this is actually happening so someone sent this to me i can fact check it again but apparently favreau posted either a twitter header or something of 
art of Ahsoka yeah. and Rex on maybe Dubaks or something. They were in like desert cloaks and trench like uh, ponchos. Yeah, no, it was Dave Filoni's Twitter header actually. Okay, Filoni, thank you. Yeah, and, um, and they looked like they looked like wolves of some sort. Like they looked like they were on wolves. Okay, that's Whatever cool. That means. That's, well, Filoni's a wolf man, is he not? <laughs> yeah that or like a loft cat doesn't he like the wolves he used he put him in he put him in clone wars yeah i think like Um, yeah they they follow they follow they follow people around and stuff yeah so the thing that struck me the most about this concept art i don't know if you're gonna or this art um i don't know if you're gonna agree with me on this sure it looks exactly like mandalorian concept art that we've seen on instagram that we've seen in the end credits for every episode it looks like it's the exact same artist and their style like adapting these characters for this universe or for this uh on-screen take yeah it's probably it's uh, it looks exactly like whatever's at the end of every mandalorian episode you're definitely right on that i didn't even consider mm-hmm. that um i just like he probably can't confirm it you know mm-hmm. you got you got mickey mouse up in that big tower probably just being like you can't confirm anything until we tell you to um so he tried he tried to, yeah thanks he tried to find his own way to do it and i think that's that's that that's partially it's 99.9 percent confirmed guys and if i'm yeah. and if i'm wrong uh then i'm wrong i don't know what to say yeah and like I get that aspect of it too of like doing what you can because ahsoka and rex are like his babies so getting that announcement stolen from him i guess uh would probably sting a little bit so like doing this as like a shadow confirmation i can totally see that yeah for um, sure. He, he probably got a stern look from somebody <laughs> for doing that yeah but um i'm sure uh george thought it was it was funny <laughs> I, i'm sure he egged him on probably I, this is a huge yub for me to be honest yeah. uh i w- always wanted to see a live action ahsoka tano and now look where we've gone exactly yeah and through our our watch of this the clone war series um i've just wanted even more to see uh ahsoka get more exploration and I know that she gets some of that in Rebels, but as far as I know, that was like at least halfway through that show, and it wasn't really a spotlight on her as much as it is in Clone Wars. So I'm assuming the way they treat her in Mando is going to be similar to what I'm assuming it is in Rebels. But there's also rumors, Mike. Oh, wow. That this uh, inclusion of Ahsoka in Mandalorian is going to act as a sort of i forget the proper term for it but like a backdoor pilot for an ahsoka series why do they even need to do that i'm totally down already they don't need to do any they don't need to gauge my reaction on this whatsoever it's just you know you know what i actually have a theory what's that i think they probably want to test it because as much as everybody loves ahsoka and ahsoka is several people's like favorite star wars character star wars especially over the last like the disney era um and i 
I guess all time, they really have never centralized a story on an alien character as the protagonist. So there's probably some suit that's worried about that. Um, and that was a big complaint that people had when Fallen Order was revealed. It was like, oh, just another, just another white Star Wars Jedi. All right, you know, because like we we never experiment with any of the races, any of the species, anything like that. So I could see maybe them holding on the the condition of Ahsoka can get a series because we know it's going to blow up, but we want to make sure it's received well. I think that's a that's a pretty valid theory. Um, uh, I would be surprised that they, I would be surprised if they think that they wouldn't get an audience out of an Ahsoka series. I think that's kind mm-hmm. of silly for them to to think that that would be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and I, I'm sure they recognize that. I think there's probably just like some weird hold off of like some higher up that's saying like, hey, test it first, because like. TV shows do that all the time. Even, like, with the CW, the first thing that came to my mind, because they have, like, 20 DC shows. That's um, true. <laughs> they always introduce the new show character in one of the shows that already has a huge audience to make sure it works. Um, and then they get their series the next fall. So, like, I could see it happen maybe that way. I don't know. I'm not an executive. No, me but... either. Uh, they also did that in Stranger Things too. They had like this whole episode about like, oh right, yeah, yeah, all the other elevens. So. <laughs> yeah. But I I totally agree. The show is definitely gonna have an audience. I cannot wait. I think it's perfect casting. Ahsoka is on her way to be one of my favorite Star Wars characters now. Like definitely in the top ten. Oh, she's she's in the top ten. I think she might yeah. she might be in the top five yeah she's getting there she's she's a pretty cool character yeah she's great so uh the voice Uh, do you think the the voice is definitely going to be different that's going to be kind of like off-putting yeah so there's a conversation to have there too because uh ashley Eckstein, who voices ahsoka um i've seen a lot of fans like kind of feel sorry for her because she brought the character to life and she is ahsoka for so many people yeah and I totally get that. And it does sting a little bit that it's, like, not her. Because at the age Ahsoka should be in this era, like, an adult woman can play Ahsoka at that time, you know? Like, clearly, if they're casting Rosaria Dawson. For sure. I mean, Ahsoka, by that time, is an adult woman. hmm And I, I get that, and I get the, like, the fan division there of like being excited for it versus feeling sorry for it but i i do think i i don't know i'm not super familiar with ashley Eckstein's work not doing vo so i don't know if like that would be too much of a hurdle for the crew because like animation acting is totally different from performance capture which is totally different from acting on a set so like having that crossover it might have not just made sense i don't know if this was a studio call where they were like we need a name you know like i don't know but yeah i mean i think rosario dawson seems to uh like respect the character um which is important and i think uh because she does she's going to um i'm not going to say like imitate but try to like keep true to the way ahsoka is and i think 
there there are elements of like how she speaks that like you know rosario dawson can emulate mm-hmm. yeah i agree and feloni's gonna be involved and i'm sure there's going to be some collaboration in that way that like is paying tribute to what ashley's done and then making it her own for this new era of this character yeah and i could i know it's not like the thing people would want but i could totally see her uh ashley Eckstein being brought in as like not an extra but like a character in season two the way anakin's voice actor was the the rebel pilot on the episode where they broke into the the prison ship right so like i could see it do that way like dave filoni is clearly friends with her after working for with her for so long so i wouldn't be too upset just yet but i get it yeah um i get it too and i think like you said i think you could still pay tribute to how ashley Eckstein played the character by Mm -hmm. but also make it your own totally well um speaking of ahsoka speaking of the clone Wars, speaking of dave filoni yeah uh we took some time in our time off was it time off because we had a lot of ground to cover (laughs) yeah we have a lot of yeah i don't know it wasn't really time it was it was good time off yeah uh we watched a lot of the clone wars during our sabbatical yeah i don't even know where, where did we start so we started at i think the episode was called deception oh god that's really far away yeah that was when obi-wan uh, took a bullet yep. shaved his head yep yep and uh that's where we started and we finished off season five episode nine the end of ahsoka and the younglings uh fighting some pirates absolutely so but, so how do you want to go through this so i think the best way is just to have a grand scheme general discussion about the highlights what we enjoyed about this basically full season we watched yeah essentially um and i think a good starting point is because we started midway through season four on our lineup and we saw the conclusion of season four which brought darth maul back Mm -hmm. uh do you want to start there are, are we just gonna skip the whole uh you know obi-wan kenobi takes a polyjuice potion and like becomes somebody else i'm okay skipping that if you are i can i just make one point on that sure uh not to not to completely just derail the entire conversation but i do enjoy how that arc showed uh very clearly anakin's like so like like the jedi are like sowing the seeds of distrust in anakin in that entire yeah. in that entire uh uh arc because like he he they literally make him think that obi-wan's dead and he just mm-hmm. like goes crazy after that which is like really yeah. interesting to watch but to your point on darth maul why did it take so long i don't know i really don't i was it a production thing <laughs> maybe i don't know yeah did they want to save it so like people would just keep watching every week where rating is struggling i don't know um but when darth maul returns uh his brother savage uh, <laughs> has been searching for him and he he finds him they reunite and darth maul 
so animated Darth Maul, I hadn't really had a ton of exposure to. I was familiar with the fact that he had robot legs, uh, that he has a brother, and that he is voiced by Sam Witwer. Right. He, yeah, it's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I think in this arc alone, he gets like two different pairs of legs, right? I think so, yeah. And I find that funny. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird. <laughs> um, I, I want to ask you, as somebody who also grew up with darth maul being the one and done villain what's it been like for you to like see him back and being fleshed out more um i think it's really interesting to be honest uh Mm -hmm. i think the most the most interesting part of it all is the way that he survived and that was just like purely on his absolute hatred for obi-wan and i think that that's like the most fitting way yeah to to make him like to keep him alive in like a very strange weird star wars way um yeah and i think it works really well and um it's it's really cool to see him like completely broken when savage first finds him on that like trash planet thing Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i'm overall into it yep yeah (laughs) yeah that's a yub i i agree uh it's it was weird a little bit at first because like it feels like it's the same character but it feels like a different take like it feels like they hit the reset kind of i don't think so at all because you know he didn't really have any character to begin with i think that's why yeah it might be why because in phantom menace he was just like he he was just the weapon pretty much you know and he had at last we will reveal ourselves to the jedi that was his line yeah you know? at last we will have our revenge and he, he seemed like an like just an obedient apprentice sith that's point me in the direction and i'll destroy everything in my path but i'm gonna be calm about it exactly. and i guess like a decade of just loathing obi-wan kenobi will transform a person mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it definitely feels like hey what if we made darth maul but gave him character now you know yeah i mean i think it's like they essentially just had a blank slate you know they can kind of just do whatever they wanted if they found if they found a reasonable way to bring him back from the dead which i believe they did they they really could have just you know done whatever they wanted with him because he didn't have any character to begin with and that's for sure i I agree that's why it makes it feel like a reset um but the character i don't think that's bad it was just jarring a little bit at first yeah totally i mean mm-hmm. it's it's also weird because you kind of see him go from like like the lowest the lowest point of darth maul's life to like a guy who actually has his like act together a little bit mm-hmm. which is crazy that happened like one episode i don't know how that <laughs> i feel like if you're stuck there with no legs for, for 10 years you're gonna be pretty messed up um yeah also how did he get there like from naboo <laughs> maybe maybe if you want to like break the the tension of uh phantom menace maybe they were just in a trash room when the qui-gon died yeah i mean it's possible he just fell down a giant trash chute and uh into like a dumpster and that space dumpster flew off to this trash planet yeah just dumped it there you know you'd think you'd think darth maul was big dead after obi-wan cuts him in half 
But I guess in Star Wars, if you're dead, you're not actually dead. No one's ever really gone, Mike. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, but how how do you like his back and forth with Savage? Because I feel like that's also a um a, a focal point of his character right now. Yeah, I think it's interesting that he he just like doesn't care about Savage at all, and it's so mm-hmm. so obvious that he's like manipulating him, and yeah. even the whole like like I'm the master and you're the apprentice thing was like really telling of like his true motivations and like he would easily just cast savage off to the side um yeah yeah i i agree and i like that actually because like if it was just two brothers scheming i don't think i'd be into that as much as like darth maul showing that he has like intelligence outside of the physical training that we saw in episode one yeah um because like training under palpatine even if he was just a pawn uh he was trained for a long ass time so i would have hoped some of the palpatine like scheming would have just uh, like rubbed off on him and it looks like it has yeah i think i think palpatine would have considered darth maul a failure if he didn't teach him any of his scheming oh for sure (laughs) so it's very nice to see that in action and um uh, i'm eager to catch up to where clone wars is heading because uh i'm excited to see what darth maul has to do at that point same so um maul's character at the end of season four and breathing in breathe uh leading into season five was definitely an interesting point for me because i knew he was brought back in clone wars right um but i feel like also in a lot of the episodes you watched especially the latter few i don't know if you want to jump around at all or have anything you want to bring up but um are you talking do you want to talk about the first or uh, what do you talk what what do you want to discuss so my main thing i think with all the episodes we watched is just how much i saw ahsoka continue her character path Mm -hmm. and what we've talked about so far with maul so if there's anything specifically that you want to touch on that isn't related to either of those things no i think i think because like my i was thinking we could just talk about the next two arcs and that's exactly what you just said um yeah yeah what do you want to say about ahsoka i mean like it's just been so ahsoka heavy like the first two arcs of season five yeah uh it's been nice because i forget when i I think think it was the last episode the last batch we watched um before the break where it felt like we weren't really with ahsoka much outside of the chewbacca episode Mm -hmm. so seeing her get the spotlight in this way has been nice because it's sort of emphasizing the the skills she's learned from anakin showing how she's grown as her own jedi and seeing her take on the just the role that she's going to be inheriting from the jedi i guess right well i mean as far go ahead oh i i mean i I didn't mean to cut you off but yeah she she's becoming she's becoming definitely something more uh, militarily yeah and it's nice to see her in that leadership role again because like I, I, I think it's worth bringing up also that we're still following our abridged guide. Right, of course. So 
there may have been episodes where she was doing this before, but it felt like it had been a while since we got to see Ahsoka fully on the battlefield in the capacity that she was in, say, the episode where she had, like, her full squad die that she was leading in that space battle. Right. That was, like, but that was, like, one of the first episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and if from then on, I don't think we had much, like, Ahsoka being a leader in that in that sense. Yeah, we, we did have the the um the hunger games arc you know where we got to see her sort of take a few steps into that role as a leader but not in the extent that we had in these last two arcs i think i think you're right yeah i i it seems as though season five is like very much ahsoka centric i would hope so because i've heard that season six is ahsoka light well i heard season six does not have ahsoka at all yeah that's yeah that's what I heard. <laughs> so um so it is, it is great to see her fully being fleshed out in the final stretch of this show before we get caught up uh and i think it puts her in, a, in an interesting spot where again we don't necessarily officially in our watch along know how her arc leaves off but it's definitely one of the more interesting character arcs of this whole show because i think with like someone like obi-wan or like anakin you get to see them in a light that we don't see in the films as far as them being commanders or really close with each other but ahsoka again i feel like is the central point because it's it's not i wouldn't say it's her story but like she's the new character she's what's new about this and she's what's being explored the most and gaining the most i think yeah i think so i i do you know what happens to her i'm familiar with the choice she makes yes yeah so i mean like with that like we it's it's so hard for me to like make comments on this because i've been spoiled like i know what happens you know Mm. i mean you start with rebels so this is like a prequel for you yeah exactly and like Mm-hmm. even with like maul like i i know more about maul because i've watched rebels and stuff mm-hmm. um, but yeah it it's it's cool to see her in like leadership role um i i really think that the first arc of the for of the fifth season is one of the best clone wars that we've watched to be honest yeah um mm-hmm. she, she's starting she's starting along with anakin like you know distrust with the jedi order and like mm-hmm. questioning of like their methods and their uses and are they using ahsoka and like that's just it's interesting that like it's actually getting a little bit more nuanced in its critique of the jedi totally yeah and again i don't know why it's still surprising me that this show is exploring those questions but i think with the seeds they planted in like maybe season three at this point just the the idea that ahsoka is like very similar to anakin and seeing the the parallel path she's walking with him Mm -hmm. not only makes her super interesting but i think also still fleshes out anakin indirectly um as far as why he made those choices versus why she made her choices right um so Uh, yeah it's great to see 
it is pretty cool honestly and the first arc of season five um did you think it was like super dark i thought it was like really really dark i thought it was one of the darker ones um i i wouldn't say it's like darker than the krell one but i think it's like less cartoony than the krell one it's definitely less cartoony than the krell one the krell one was pretty dark but this Mm -hmm. one like like the ending and everything uh when you know the separatists just like absolutely you know kill the king and yeah it's all just like they're all just pawns you know they're all just pawns in palpatine's game dude and that was like yeah. that was a sobering moment i think i agree yeah that's like seeing it trickle down i guess to these arcs which kind of are like mini movies i guess in this prequel era oh they're totally mini movies dude and like specific specifically this one like like the whole entire arc was just negated in like the last two minutes of the last Mm -hmm. episode like none of it had to happen you know yeah and it's just Mm -hmm. it like i said it's sobering yeah i i think that's a very valid point and just continues again to do what the show does best which is flesh out these this trilogy of films that had interesting ideas poor execution but this show right is killing it on both fronts it really is so good so it is one would say it's acclaimed <laughs> it is the acclaimed series the acclaimed star wars Clone wars but <laughs> um i feel like that is very like i feel like this discussion has really encapsulated a lot of what i love about the entire show right and because we're kind of gearing up to finish the clone wars because we just have like a handful of episodes left in five and season six and then we're caught up for season seven yeah eight twelve fifteen yeah and then we see the finale of it all and then that is going to be an interesting comparison and just end cap to this weird supplemental almost fourth prequel to this the the legacy of star wars Mm -hmm. but it's definitely been then we we start watching rebels that's what happens oh yes then we start watching Rebels. (laughs) (laughs) so but uh any any final thoughts on any of the arcs we watched any final shout outs you want to make yeah i do actually uh i really like the jedi padawan arc yeah that was good um it's cool seeing ilum and the trials that yoda makes him go through are the same in fallen order yeah that's a nice connection there it's a pretty cool connection also ilum is star killer base that planet doesn't exist anymore oh really yeah i didn't know that you didn't know that no wow sorry i i just thought it was always called star killer base <laughs> yep <laughs> well uh that i think is going to do it for episode 25 of jedi knights we're back back in action like the looney tunes and the the uh, quarantine cast the quarantine cast yes um episodes will most likely continue to be coming out on wednesdays uh this one is being recorded on a wednesday so it might come out on a different day 
But we're going to be back uh, Wednesdays, new episodes on podcast services like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash joeyclicks if you want to see myself in this attic and Mike uh, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Not so far away. It's the same state. Yeah, same state. Uh, Mike, if there's anything you would like to plug, feel free to do so. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike P. Connors. Very nice. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Chris N. Buckley. And like I mentioned before, you can find this show on many different places and the YouTube where there is lots of other content being uploaded at a steady pace, especially Absolutely. now that everybody's working from home and having some time <laughs> off. So, uh, Mike, I'm overjoyed to be talking about Star Wars with you again. I can't wait to uh, talk more about Star Wars next week, Christian. Yeah, I'm excited to get back into it because yeah. uh, it's about time. Go back. Yeah, it is about time. Do we want to go back to the standard uh, six episode? Yeah, we can go back to that. Why not? Watch for next week because I can't watch 20 episodes in one week. No, I can't watch 20 episodes in one week either. I I have a feeling though, like tonight I'm just going to watch like the rest of season five. Yeah, I, well, I can totally see that. I mean, like, so it, it won't be six. It would be eight because each each of these arcs are four oh correct yes my mistake so eight episodes finish off season five that's the homework for next episode yeah and um sounds like a plan but until then we're fine everything's fine how are you may the force be with you general kenobi